0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Pinellian. Alongside me, as always, is Ray Volvo DiMontobano. The boys are back. Fellas, mm-hmm. how are we feeling? No uh no real schedule for tonight's episode. We're kind of in this uh In this weird period of the NFL season, it's week 15. The bowl games are about to start. Really looking forward to the avocados from Mexico Cure Bowl. Uh, (laughs) Shout out Miami of Ohio and App State. That game's going to be sick. Um, But we just want to bring the people in, give them some NFL news, uh, some coaching hot seats with some news, talk about the draft order, talk about the playoff standings. Uh try to get a lot of a lot of good conversation in. So how we doing fellas? Yeah, it's it's the
1: home stretch, man.
0: Fantasy playoff start this week. That's how you know the season's coming to an end. It's been sorry, I have weeks. a I have a first round bye.
1: Oh word, bet. And I uh, Dean <laughs> Dean can't even spell playoffs with his fucking shitty ass team this year, but my team uh, is
2: actually a very solid team, and you can't even look me in the eye and tell me it's not. It's it, best it, team it, on paper. Well, you're it, at the fifth it, most points. I did. I I always do. It it doesn't matter regardless. I knew that doesn't matter though. It doesn't matter. Nice. I used to. I used to. I used to be like. I used to be like. But I have the freaking second most points. But honestly, I just got to play better defense. I got to be a better defensive team. Defense for championship. In guys. my in my work league, second most points in a twelve man league. Eight teams make it. Okay, so I came in second to last. I had three wins. I had second most points. How is that possible? Yeah, I, don't know I that. have I have, have, like two good weeks. I have four hundred points more than like two teams that are in the playoffs. I swear to God, I'll show it to you next time I see it. It's Next time I see it, it's hilarious.
1: Yeah, toughen up on D, bro. Get better in the
2: trenches. It, I don't. I don't know. Uh, that one was just what. That one's just whatever. Though it's like uh, it's the work week, but somebody's getting fired for that. All right, let's. Uh, Speaking let's get some... fired. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Roll into it. All right, uh,
0: let's talk Let's talk some coaching news. Obviously, the big news has come out um, that Bill Belichick and the Patriots are reported to be parting ways at the end of the season. Dean, you still don't believe this is true. This One, is so I, I would love to know the thought process, even though basically every news outlet is yeah. reporting this and confirming this by all parties, basically. So what, what are your thoughts on this whole situation?
2: My thought process goes pretty simple here. I predicted that he wouldn't, you know, how many weeks ago now? And I have been – and we probably brushed over it a few times this season, and I have Stan Pat that I don't think so. So until it happens, I'm just going to – that's kind of how I operate. Um, I don't really give any – You're a see-it-to-believe-it kind of guy? Yeah, he could come out tomorrow and say that that it's happening, but until it happens, I'm just going to be like smokescreen. That's kind of – yeah.
1: I mean, I kind of respect I that because a little part of me is like that too. I I, I don't want to believe it until it actually happens. But this whole smoke screen thing—like, who the fuck
2: are they put a smoke screen out for? How's that I work? I don't know, but it just doesn't. It still doesn't. It still doesn't add up. I don't know. Do you do you really anticipate or think that something like this would would really leak and be actually credible?
1: I mean, I don't think it just ever... looks
2: so bad. I feel like it's just. It looks so bad it's too easy for clicks. I'm not saying that it's strictly clickbait. I'm sure there's things being said behind the scenes and maybe something leaked out, but the way that the reports say it so with so much certainty is kind of the main reason I think it's I think it's just like mostly untrue.
1: I think that's understandable especially cuz like this isn't the jets you're talking about. You don't, you don't really expect to have leaks from the Patriots like this, but that exactly. being said, if there's ever a time to part ways and like kind of start fresh, it's good. It's gotta be this off season, right? You're going to get a top three pick almost for sure. Uh, Belichick and that whole, I guess the whole regime, whatever you want to call it, just whiffed on their last rookie quarterback. Does he really want to stay for an entire rebuild and revamp the roster? It's kind of like right now is probably the perfect time to part ways. What I'm curious about is if he, if he goes to another team or not, that's what I'm really curious.
0: Yeah. I think it's really interesting because the wording that you keep seeing is parting of the ways. now, does that mean a trade? Does that mean, I mean, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Like, does, does that mean they have so much respect for Belichick and what he's done that they're just going to let him go to another team? That's how I kind of, that's how I kind of thought of it. I feel like that's the route that they're going, but like, if there is a team that's throwing a trade at you, I mean, Sean Payton, they went for first round picks. Maybe a team isn't willing to give up first round picks, but hey, two picks? Like you kind of have to do right by your team and take some picks. But I also get you want to do right by the the guy who got you six Super Bowls.
1: With that being said, maybe he just doesn't go anywhere because you also have to think about it, like I feel like a team to take on Belichick right now, it's kind of a big kind of it's big deal. Like you have to get. He's gonna. He has to have control. Like there's no chance he's yeah. just gonna be the head coach. Or he or he has to be very closely aligned with whoever the GM is. But for most likely or not, he's gonna be the GM too. And it's just from what he's done the last few years, I think like a lot of teams maybe like scared off by it, just with the whole press and everything too.
0: Right. Um. Yeah. It's really gonna be fascinating because I we've talked about it. Like how many actual landing spots are right for him in a place that he will have control, a place that is ready-made because he doesn't want to go to a rebuilding franchise, um, and that's looking for a new head coach. The list is pretty short.
1: One, short. one team? I,
0: I mean, I can really only think of the Chargers yeah. and maybe Atlanta, but
2: honestly, I don't love that fit in Atlanta.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, no, Atlanta, they're, still miss, they're still missing a quarterback, too. Yeah.
2: I think that's a pretty... That, that That is a big I, layer that honestly no one just mm. wants to address because they, they think about the fun of it. I, and that's a big reason on why I'm still standing pat is that he is not going to retire. Not like this. I, I would be shocked if it was to happen. And additionally, I just, I just, I mean, we're, we're under the impression off of the reports that this is going to be Robert Kraft's decision. I don't know how to explain it, but I just don't. I I think it'll be strictly Bill's decision. Yeah. I think, I think,
1: I I feel like it'd be both of them. I feel like they both, like, they probably have a good
2: relationship. I know they say, I would think, I think so.
1: I think they said it's been fractured since the whole, like, Brady, like, Garoppolo thing, but, like, they have to, I mean, it's, it's been so long, even if there is a little bit of, like, uh animosity they have to have a good enough relationship to talk it out and i feel like and i think it's just gonna be mutual like we were saying before that's why i really don't think it's gonna be a trade uh but that's just my opinion
0: yeah it would be really fascinating if he does leave like this coaching staff too is really made up of bill belichick guys and like who's gonna stay like his two oh. of his sons are coaches um i mean Joe Judge, who was under him for a long time, is still there. Bill O'Brien, like um, a lot of people are speculating that Drott Mayo might be the head coach in waiting. Um been, I feel like that's been like a rumor for a couple of years now, right? At least just, one year. Right. So, but if he doesn't feel like he's ready, like does he go with Belichick? Because how many years does he actually have? Like if he went, if he went to the Chargers. Does he go to the Chargers and then Gerard Mayo come with him and say you're the next head coach after me?
1: Now I don't think that, I don't think uh, Kraft would allow that. I don't think he'd allow him to take everyone with him. I think if, especially if they want if he's had Gerard Mayo like penciled in as the guy in waiting. I think that's like the whole thing would be okay. You can go, you can take Joe Judge and O'Brien if you want to, but uh,
0: Gerard Mayo staying. All right, it's gonna be fascinating. I'm I'm so curious to see what they do. What about Buffalo in division? No, well, that's something (laughs) that they would never allow.
2: No shot. That's actually pretty cool. uh, I love that fit. Yeah. Pretty cool fit though. I can see it. I don't know why I can see it, but obviously that's, that's completely impossible. All right. Let's talk about some other teams
0: um, with coaches on the hot seat. My mind immediately goes to Washington with Ron Rivera. Um, Vegas is very interesting with Antonio Pierce. I'm not sure what they do. Um, Chicago with Matt Eberflus, I don't really know. They've been playing some better ball as of late. Um, Brant Staley of the LA Chargers is is all but gone. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, I would say that Arthur Smith probably keeps his job, but I would also put him as like maybe those one outside guy like might get fired. So, Ray, you could pick a t- any team. And uh, walk me through. So
1: for I want to start off with Washington because that was the, again that was the first uh, team I had too. I think Ron Rivera's been like what twenty six and thirty six in, in his stint with them. I feel like that's pretty much all but gone. And that was going to be one of the wild cards. Like if like I think L.A. is obviously the number one for Belichick. I think I said Raiders would be hysterical number two. But <laughs> I think Washington is also a real possibility. Just East Coast uh, new ownership. They're trying to make a splash. I could really see that. And um. But like you said, I think Ron Rivera is all but gone. And then one team you didn't mention that I think uh, is someone who's really on the hot seat, uh, Dennis Allen in New Orleans. Mm. Uh, Carr kind of looks like dog shit. Team's fractured a little bit. He's 13 and 17, I think, in his his two years. And his whole career is 21 and 45 as a head coach. So it's been pretty disappointing, to say the least. So I think that's someone who, especially if they lose that division and go like, I mean, and they finish like third in that division, I think he could be on the outs
2: mm mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah i agree with everything Ray said uh, especially with the commanders uh, i would say that it probably would end up being the enemy no you give him another interview another that's, that's a very it,
1: that's a very good point another yeah another
2: crack at it and i mean you have to commend the guy for what he's done with sam howell this year puts up yards gets good looks that that offense is not incompetent by any stretch of the imagination that defense has been a, a big 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 disappointment but uh, you know especially the back end of that defense which is supposed to be riverboats riverboats thing is obviously the defensive side of the ball so he's he has not been able to deliver this year and like like ray said he's definitely on the outs so i i would i would expect them going with the enemy and uh, give him a crack his first crack at a head coaching position which we all know he very much well deserves at this point and uh for the for the saints i find that one to be interesting they you know they obviously made what they thought was their big move in getting Carr in the offseason obviously not working out he has been in and out of the injury report has been playing very very poorly that defense is made up of You know, all 45-year-olds, which is still hilarious to me that they're still playing at at a great level. But you have to imagine that falls off a cliff at some point. And, I mean, one more year of this, it's going to start looking pretty bad. So I would probably say that Dennis Allen gets one more crack at it. And then after that he would probably go. And then who else did you talk about? Matty Ibraflus. Matty Ibraflus I think is definitely locked in to stay. Um, just strictly off of how this team has performed, you know, the past few games since Fields has been back, and how they actually with Badgett were were pretty resilient and actually showed some grit and showed some offensive prowess with with what a D two guy. Um, so for those reasons, I definitely think Ibraflus has. has You know, earned his iron for sure where he'll he'll get another crack out of it crack at it next year with potentially a Caleb Williams or a Drake May if they they tend to lean that way right um
0: let's talk some draft stuff with that too because um I always find it fascinating about these teams picking towards the top as, as well with transition of coaches or GMs like it's a Long moving process. Um, so right now, as it stands, Carolina in the number one spot that picked is going to Chicago. It looks like they're going to retain that spot. Carolina is awful. Um, so I assume Chicago is going to be picking one. New England did get a win, but they're still in the two spot. Arizona at three. Washington at four. Chicago has their own pick at five. Vegas is at six. The New York Jets and the New York Giants are seven and eight. The Tennessee Titans are at nine and the Chargers are at 10. Also Tennessee, Mike Vrabel. I love Mike Vrabel. That's a really interesting situation too. I don't think he's going to go anywhere, but in a team that's needs a rebuild um, could be very interesting. Let's talk about the Chicago bears. Cause I think well, that... one thing I have to get go out ahead, of my Ryan.
1: chest with Vrabel. Uh, I don't think there's a shot. He, he goes, I actually heard that he may get extended. That being said, I would love, love, love him stay there next year. They just play like absolute shit. He gets canned and then he replaces Ryan day. So we can go to the draft. I just had to get that off my
0: chest. (laughs) Please stop. Um, Let's talk about the bears and that situation that's going on right now. Justin Fields has looked pretty good these last two weeks coming back off of his injury. He's playing some really nice ball um, they got this offense moving again with his legs, but he's still throwing pretty well. DJ Moore, right? What do you think about this spot? I'm picking at one. What do you do? Do you hold fields and trade this pick for King's ransom? Or do you pick a guy that you like and try to trade fields? I, his draft stock has skyrocketed in the past two weeks.
1: Uh, he, his, you be his trade. His trade. His trades. His yeah. trade. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's fucking interesting, man. For sure, it really is. It's. I don't think anything's settled yet. I know a lot of people are still saying it's going to have to be a quarterback at the top, but just to me, he he's really making it a case. He's won two in a row. Just beat the Lions. Uh, these last four games are be massive in the, determining that. But I think it's just so interesting to think about what you can get trading that top pick. I know like, you have to kind of be sure it feels is going to be the guy, but he's doesn't with that fifth-year option, he has two more years of control left. And just I think if you just imagining all of those picks that you could put talent around him and to fix that defense, it's really enticing for me. I don't know. I don't like like Dean always says this regime they love taking quarterbacks to kind of extend their uh, their job, job life. life. Yeah, but I, I feel like if you're if you're confident in your talent evaluation and you're confident in Justin Fields the The idea of trading out and just putting as much talent around him as possible it's something that you have to at least consider.
2: Additionally, we have no no idea what this king's ransom could look like. It could be completely, and it would be completely, completely unprecedented. It could be, it could be like five, six years of firsts or something ridiculous like that. I
1: mean, depending on how far you move down. But yeah, it depends you, how far back.
2: You go. I mean, I I mean, say it's to like. 14 or something it, it's it could be that ridiculous
1: i think you can get i think there's a possibility you can get upwards of three first and you can stay within the top five
2: Ex- that's that a, when it,
1: I, that's when it gets really interesting
2: i know that i mean i would think that's for sure what the price is for that but say for example like uh i'm trying to think of a fun team
1: i'll just say raiders, raiders. for me i think atlanta
2: is really interesting too yeah
1: but but that'd Atlanta that
2: that would be sick
1: Atlanta, it all cool. comes down to how they finish, too, though, because if they end up winning that division and you're a 18-plus draft pick, that's, like, six first, like Dean
2: was saying. Or like, not, maybe not six, but that's probably four-plus. It's not impossible. It could actually be basically selling the farm in in NFL terms.
0: Yeah, and I think you do have a lot of options, obviously, because you're protected by your own pick. Like, you're picking at five right now. Like, yeah, if you want to pick ahead of that, you... Probably have the option if you can, if you're good with the five players in this draft that you feel confident about, um, you can obviously move past that. They're going to be fascinating. Um, Just the quarterbacks are that special. I mean, it it, it really tough. depends on how these last four weeks look for Fields. Um, but if he keeps on this pace, like, how do you go to somebody new?
1: Yeah, it, right. That, the only thing is like he has been banged up a lot, and I feel like his his play style is going to lead to that. That's the only thing I can think mm-hmm. of. if Maybe they want. Like if they want to go with a Drake May, like a different type of play style, who's like a little bit less injury, like less injury risk, I would say.
2: Um, it's fun watching him mature, though. His poise and it's probably just from just getting nonstop beat up and still getting up and cracking at it again and again and again. You know, like you said, he. Just because he's getting hurt, he has not shied away from how he plays the game of football, and that's awesome. But it's cool to see him mature and, again, like I said, grow that poise. And instead of, you know, first, maybe second read, not seeing anything running out, and even though they'd be successful a lot of the time, he's still – now he's, you know, beginning to find ways. He has some decent playmakers. They get open in a broken play. He's actually utilizing his arm in those plays. So, I mean, hey – it's not impossible. I I just think it it would entail a king's ransom that is unprecedented, which it for sure would. And I mean that within itself would kind of buy your GM, you know, as if your if your polls, it'll probably buy you some job security as well. If you look like a genius and you just got a million picks, I think uh,
1: kind of a uh, like expanding on the the uh, the potential return. I think the fact that there's only two quarterbacks that are clear cut. Right now, I think that helps the the price tag too, just because in a, a draft class like last year, there was I guess kind of like two tiers, but they, they were kind of close together. You know what I mean? With mm-hmm. even with even though Will Levis went, went round two, there were four quarterbacks where you knew that first pick were gonna get traded, but there's still three to choose from. But here there's only there's only two guys. So you have to go up to one of those top two spots to get one. So I think that really does put pressure on the team that's making the trade where they
0: can get a little they can squeeze a little bit more juice out of that. Right. Let's talk about another team that we actually didn't mention for the coaching carousel, but we probably should have. Um, it's a team who doesn't have the number one pick in the Carolina Panthers. Um, Chris Tabor, obviously, is the interim head coach right now. He was their special teams coordinator. Um, Scott Fritter Fritterer is still the GM of this team. No first-round pick this year, and they look Disastrous right now, to say the least. Uh, Bryce Young is not having a good season. This whole team is not having a good season. What is their plan of action, Ray, do you think? I mean, you got to continue
1: to build around Bryce Young. I don't think there's, you have really any other choice, uh, whether it's offensive line or a weapon. I think weapon is probably where you have to go at the top around, too, just with this, considering this is a deep wide receiver class. And uh, Thielen started off really hot, kind of just disappeared. Mango gets a lot of targets, but not much production right now. I think he was always more of a developmental guy too, who has a lot, who has a high ceiling, but he was never going to be a guy to step in and be a wide receiver one. But you got to give Bryce Young some help, whether it's um, a wide receiver or someone keeping him upright.
0: Yeah, Dean, um, what do you think about this situation? And Carol, do you think Chris Tabor keeps his job? Because no, I don't. David believe so. David Tepper does love to control this team. And maybe he just wants a guy who's gonna just listen to what he says, or are they going to get a new head coach.
1: I think they're going to make a run at uh, Detroit's OC Johnson. I would say, yeah, Ben I think Johnson.
2: They... I I wouldn't. I find it interesting, and it would be kind of cool because I could see them being very interested in in a, in a Bobby Slowick potentially the OC for Houston. I mean, they saw what they did with 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 what he did with C.J. Stroud. Maybe just give him bank and and beg for him to come over and and put that magic on on you know on Bryce Young the the number one pick the pick who was you know the the guy who was taken ahead of C.J. Stroud who this guy just made look like an already top 10 quarterback in the NFL so I would say those two and I I I agree with I agree with Ray of course uh, Ben Johnson's going to get a ton of love this this offseason and will for sure be an NFL head coach uh, when it's all said and done but I, I would I would expect them to make a, as hard of a run as possible with those two guys. I mean, this team and this position is still pretty desirable. They, they don't have bad pieces. They they have solid trench work, um, at least pieces in the trench trenches. They're going to have to revitalize, obviously, the, the position, the uh, skill positions, but there's still hope for Bryce Young. He's still a pretty desirable quarterback to have under you as a head coach.
1: I think another name too, enemy. I know we mentioned him sticking in Washington, yeah, but it's not a with cool. the rumors that like Washington's locker room is just an absolute disaster. The culture's like pretty shitty. I think from what Sweat said Sweat made a comment uh I think last week, if I'm not mistaken, to reporters about how uh the locker room of Chicago is so much better than that of Washington. So if that's really the case, maybe they want to just rip it out, root and stem and just not keep anyone who's on that staff right now. So I think enemy would be a name to look at too.
0: Right. Uh, let's talk one more team. Uh, if you guys have any other teams, we can talk them too. Uh, let's talk the Arizona Cardinals too. Um, it's been a pretty rough season for the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler's back though, playing some decent ball. I think we all assume that they're going to roll with Kyler and have two first pi- first first-round picks. What do you think course of action is for this team moving forward? Because they do have some pieces where they can flip this around 180 and make a run in the playoffs next year.
1: Yeah, they have a lot of picks. I think what for them, they have a lot of picks, but they have a fucking ton of holes. I don't think you overthink this. I think you just go BPA down the board. Um, if you're sitting at three, you run that Marvin Harrison Jr. card in as fast as possible, and then figure the rest out as it goes along. I think this is a deep, such a deep class in both wide receiver and offensive line, which they need both of. So I think if you can knock those off in the two in the first round, I think you're looking you're sitting mighty pretty. Yeah, or
0: edge too, which they also need, which is also deep True. class. Yeah. Man. Um, any other teams that you guys find really interesting, especially at the top of the draft? Uh
1: the the Raiders, I think they're just an absolute wild card. I think if they stick in this pace between four and seven, I think you look for them to move up and absolutely shake up the entire draft. Uh and then also I mean Atlanta, I mean we mentioned them too, but they're another t- offense I feel like they're just a quarterback away. So I think when you're a quarterback away, t- teams make desperate moves. So I feel like those are the ones you have to look out for.
2: Right? Give away futures. It's crazy. I love right. it. Oh, I can't right. wait for the draft. This draft <laughs> is going to be amazing. The the the, the draft pool of, of players and talent and prospects are I can't remember one this rich.
0: Yeah, will be I a good. Like, I
2: feel like that's not widely said. Uh, I I I haven't. Dove enough into the tape to decide if it's as deep, but at the top it is creme de la creme uh, there. They're the first hundred players picked. I would put up with any other draft. Yeah. I I mean, I,
0: I think a lot of it also factors in on how the quarterbacks actually play. Cause now you're looking at a draft that had burrow and Tua and Herbert as three of the top eight guys in the league right now. So, mm-hmm. um, But I agree. I agree. I think this I think this. I think this draft is loaded. Hackles. Just all. Let's talk about the playoffs. Um, Like I said, we have four weeks left. It's week 15 for the AFC right now. The way it stands. Baltimore has the number one seed at 10 and three. Miami is the number two seed. Kansas City at eight and five is in the three seed. Jacksonville is at four at eight and five. And then the three wildcard teams Cleveland has the fifth spot shout out Joe Flacco what a fucking what a beast! right right off the street
2: what a dog
0: dude he's a fucking dog absolute dog uh Pittsburgh is at six clinging on to that six spot right now because I don't know they're not playing so well right now and then Indy is in that seven spot also at seven and six Houston is seven and six Denver is seven and six Cincinnati is seven six Buffalo is seven and six um that's eight through 11 the afc is absolutely crazy right now i actually looked how many teams do you think are i gave away a lot already but how many teams do you think are seven and six or six and seven in the nfl
1: uh oh wow in the nfl
0: yeah in the whole nfl
1: uh seven and six or six and seven yeah you just named
2: 16 Uh, i'll say 10 Thirteen teams. Jesus Christ! Split the difference. Split the baby, Bray. Thirteen <laughs> and right sixteen. <laughs> Ten and
0: that's sixteen. Split it.
2: Right in the 13 middle. Thirteen
0: teams are seven. That's why, that's why me and are Ray six and complete seven, complete seven right now. Each other. Um, the AFC getting the better of that with a lot of these seven and six teams. Um, how do you think this AFC plays out
2: right now? I think Dude. Broncos are a lock to be one.
1: I was literally just going to say I think the Broncos are sitting really pretty where they are at right now. Like
2: they're uh, it, it, it is fun. It is cool watching just a complete one eighty. Just think back not too long ago. It seems like yesterday it was 70 to 20 <laughs> loss to the Finns, and this team looked absolutely hopeless and in just an absolute <laughs> shell of an NFL football team. More like a high school team at Dude, that we point. put up we put up thirty against them. They
1: looked they looked terrible.
2: Horrific. They looked horrific that
0: game. The Broncos. The Broncos these last four games, they get the lions this week. Um, But then they get the Patriots at home, the chargers at home, and then they're on the road uh in Las Vegas to end the season.
1: Oh my it, gosh. Yeah. Those last three are uh, as good as it gets. I think in this conversation, is that
0: a 10 win team? It's <laughs> a 10 win <laughs> team. Bronco's a
2: ten-win team. <laughs> That's actually nuts to think that considering that, how their first four games went. And it's still funny that Judy. St- still is fairly unproductive. Oh, I mean, Sutton's the guy. Sutton's the dude. Sutton's been Sutton. underratedly really good this year. He is. He really is. He's tough. I feel like he has a highlight reel or two every game, to be honest with you. He earns every yard out there. And and I really like that. Uh, oh, my gosh. I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. The, the speedy back they have. That they that they compliment with Javante. Julio
0: McLaughlin.
2: Yeah, I like him. I like McLaughlin. Um, I it's kind of cool to see him be the change of pace back with with Javante being now like a, a workhorse ish back who who can bust one out. Uh, this is just uh let's just say freaking, you know, Sean Payton did got it done. So you it's think D- so you guys think Denver's in block. Who's who's out?
0: I think Pittsburgh's out. I think yeah. they're falling at the wrong time. Um, I also think last week massive win for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, they do have a pretty tough stretch. Nightmare. Uh, not not really tough stretch, but they get the Cowboys this week. They're on the road against the Chargers. Then they have the Patriots, and then Week uh, 18 against the Miami Dolphins in Miami. Yeah, I mean, it would those be are a game th- that they need for the playoffs. Cowboys and
1: Dolphins in the last in the last four. Those are I think those are two losses right there. I mean, or I mean not losses for like guaranteed, but those are two really fucking tough matchups. Uh. I think it all starts with this week. I think if you can beat the Cowboys, you get a little bit of hope and a little bit of momentum going where they could sneak in. But this this week, is, I think it's do or die right now for them.
0: Right. I'm trying to look at the Texans' schedule because I think they play the Titans twice in these last few games. They do. They get the Titans this week, then they're home against the Browns, uh, then they get the Titans, and then the Colts. So that Colts game two could also be winning in.
1: I was going to say, I think that Colts. I think it's going to come down to between the Texans and the Colts in that last game for that seventh seed.
0: So you think holds for these top five teams? You think Cleveland's in right now? Yeah, I think Pittsburgh falls to. out. Denver's in, and then that last spot between Indian Houston. I believe so. That's my that's my prediction at least. What's Indianapolis' schedule?
1: Uh, I have it up here. They get Pittsburgh this week. Falcons. At Falcons, then Raiders, Texans.
2: Wow, really nice schedule for yeah, them. Yeah, very favorable. Call, wow. call call me crazy. I'll give you mine. So yeah. I think I think the top three. Hold Pat, stand Pat. I think the Jags fall out. I Ooh, think it's a team that's on. I just think it's a team that's on a on a, on a downward spiral.
0: They're fraudulent.
2: I, I think I think running Trevor back was a mistake, and he looked like he still is very banged up. And this team has just not looked impressive at all for for majority, if not all, of their wins. And, I mean, I think they play the Panthers. They do play the Panthers, but these next two games are very tough. And if you give these up and you're going into the Panthers game, you even if you win that, if you go one and three here, you play the Ravens, you play the Bucks at home, you play the Panthers, which should be a seemingly easy one, but then you play a tough Titans team, in a division game, I mean, I don't know that that could be. Maybe they fall out. I think Browns look great. I think they stay there for sure. I agree with Ray. The Steelers fall out. You got to commend what they're doing down in in Indy with uh, with Minshew Mania. Love that guy. Fucking awesome. Um, and I mean, Pittman Downs and and Alec Pierce is is very underrated it's a it's a, a freaking solid three for sure right um broncos, broncos get in and i don't know who the that other team is that's going to be i kind of want to say the texans i kind of want to say it's it's the miracle run that and, and they get in um who do you think as of right now
0: would be your pick to come out of the afc
2: Ooh. um
0: i don't like any of these teams
2: to be honest uh, <laughs> Uh the Browns. I mean, come on.
1: That's crazy. Uh, I'll on, I'll Brown. stick with the I'll stick with the Chiefs. Dogs. Dude, what were you? I don't know. Oh, sorry, uh, what you say it. I know you I know you want to say say it.
0: Say uh, it. Say it. I, dude, I kinda think the Ravens right uh, now. I but... knew
1: you were gonna say it. Say it.
0: I hate it because I don't think their brand of offense. Wins in the playoffs, but their defense is fucking awesome right now, and they just get enough every week. They really do. Um, I don't think Miami is tough enough to win, like, enough games in the playoff. I don't think they're physical enough to win in the playoffs. They're super Uh, banged up up front right now, too. Yeah. Um, I do love the, the way the Chiefs' defense is playing, but... That offense has some issues right now. That they just don't have they just don't have the weapons. And Kelsey, as for as good as he's been even this season, like he's clearly slowing down.
1: I'll bet on Mahomes in the playoffs, though. So. That's fair. That's what it comes yeah, down I mean, to.
2: It's just I mean the Browns, I mean, their their defense I know I know they've wavered the past two weeks, but I think maybe just flat out the best unit in this conference besides obviously the jets defense is the browns defense and i feel like that defense is made perfectly to stop the likes of the chiefs and the and the Finns. ravens i could see them given giving them a really tough time but i feel like browns would be you know i feel like the dog pound could squeak it out and who knows deshaun comes back and he, he plays competent enough football kevin stefanski's my my bet for coach of the year as it stands i yep. mean obviously there's a few others, but I mean, Mike McCarthy actually is obviously up there as well. But he's just been unbelievable with the amount of injuries at quarterback and what he's been playing with for this year. So, yeah, I don't know. Let's get let's get spicy.
0: Um, yeah, it's it is pretty crazy too for the obviously you can't predict injuries at the beginning of the season with Rogers going down, with Burrow going down. Now with I mean Herbert, not that the Chargers were playing well, but everybody touting the AFC at the beginning of the season. As this dominant conference, I'm picking picking three NFC teams over any of these AFC teams right now by like a lot. Yeah, maybe not a lot. I'm picking not by by a lot, but I'm picking three teams over all all these other teams. Neutral site,
2: Uh, neutral, neutral site, Niners or Cowboys versus your top AFC team. In your opinion, tell me that tell me neutral site. They're not minus three.
0: I know the Eagles have been like up and down too, but I'm taking the Eagles over any of these teams too. No, no, no. Um, That's
2: respectable. But I'm saying by a lot, I would say it would be on a neutral site. Minus three.
0: Uh, I agree. Niners um, or
2: boys against Ravens, Finns, Chiefs, or anyone you're thinking they're more than minus three.
0: Right. Let's get to the NFC. Cause the NFC is also really interesting. Obviously you have San Fran at the top. They've already clinched a spot. They're 10 and three. Dallas is also 10 and three. They've been playing great football. Detroit is in the three spot at nine and four. Um, somebody who has to win the NFC South is in the four spots, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now at six and seven. Um, but hold on to your hats. Cause Atlanta six and seven, New Orleans is also six and seven. So that's going to be a really fun uh, home playoff <laughs> game for somebody there. Um, <laughs> the, the Eagles are in the five spot at 10 and three. And then you have the Minnesota Vikings who are currently going to Nick Mullins uh, this week, instead of Josh jobs in the six spot at seven and six, then you have the Packers as the seven seed at six and seven. Then you have the Rams, the Seahawks, the Falcons. Like I mentioned, the Saints are all six and seven. Ray, what do you make of this cuss or fuck, especially at the bottom of of the conference?
1: I think the I think the six six and seven seeds are. I mean, obviously you're going to be the most interesting, obvious along with that uh, NFC South winner, but. I think a lot of it's going to stand pat, to be honest with you. I think the Eagles are going to end up taking the division. I think that the the closing schedule for both those teams are so different. It's actually disgusting. Uh, the Eagles get the Giants twice, the Cardinals and the Seahawks, and the Cowboys get the Bills, Dolphins, Lions, Commanders. So it's a tough draw for the Cowboys. It's definitely doable, but I think if both went out, the Eagles uh, win the division anyway. So I think they have the, they're in the driver's seat right there. Uh, Detroit's going to win the North, I believe, I st- I got picked I got stick with uh, Tampa Bay for the South. They were my preseason pick. I'm a Baker guy, uh, so I got to ride up with that talent. Uh, they're, they're, Did we all do-
0: pick different teams for the South? Because I picked the Falcons. I think Dean I
1: has
2: the Saints. Has the Saints.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's actually it's funny that we all picked those teams though. Um, uh, but I, I think I think Minnesota's gonna end up holding on to one of those spots, and I think the Rams are gonna get in. I mean, I think I picked the Rams. What over? I want to say it was six and a half or five and a half this, in the preseason. You guys, I think Dean in particular shit on me. Uh, I think they end up sneaking in. I think that offensive uh, staff is just too good. I think Stafford, when he's healthy, still playing great ball, and that passing attack is pretty lethal. So I think they end up sneaking into. Uh, yeah, that, I, that I have s- I
0: have some of the schedules up right now. So the Minnesota Vikings, like we said, are six and seven right now. They get the Bengals this week six. on the road, tough game. Then they play the Lions, the Packers, and then the Lions again. So a lot of divisional matchups
2: two to end the season. Oh, Who against out, the Lions is it. It tough. I think, um, I think
1: Brian Flores just has that defense
2: playing so well where – Dude, I think, Daniil Hunter is unstoppable right now.
1: It's funny. He's been unstoppable. I feel they like he can't score, though.
2: You've actually been saying that for a while. You wanted us to get him so bad. I want to say it was like seven years ago maybe. Yeah. Not, maybe not
1: that long obviously, but like years ago I was like crying for Daniil Hunter. I it is know.
2: actually weird watching him play right now because he's decimating people. And it feels weird because it feels like since – and it, I mean it obviously is a testament to, to, to the Brian Flores defense, but it's so funny. I feel like he's the most dominant edge that I see get like never get doubled just because they always need to account for a guy coming from somewhere else because they're always blitzing because they blitz like seventy five percent of the fucking game, which is nuts. But he just he destroys one on one. so yeah, no one can stop him.
0: They're uh, they're interesting. The defense playing great, like you said, but I mean, 15 points in the last two games. I mean, that game last week against the Raiders was 0-0 going into the last, like, three minutes of the game. Like, that, their offense is pathetic right now. Um, let me read out some of the other schedules for the teams on the bubble. The Packers, who have the seven spot at 6-7, and seven, get the Bucks at home this week. Then they're on the road at Carolina. Then they're on the road against the Vikings. And then they're home against the Bears. So pretty favorable schedule there, too. Tough game maybe against the Bears in the last week. You get the the Vikings, tough game there. Um, Interesting schedule. The Seahawks, they are at home on Monday night against the Eagles. Then they get the Titans on the road, the Steelers at home, and then the Cardinals uh, on the road. And then the last one is the Rams, who have a very favorable schedule outside of the last week. They get the Commanders at home. They get the Saints at home. And then they go to MetLife and play the Giants in week 17. And then they're on the road against Sam Fran. Ray, I know you like the Rams. I also love the Rams, the way that they're playing offense right now. Um, I think they're sneaky to get into.
1: Yeah, I think for sure. I think that, like you said, I think the schedule is very favorable. And that offense is peaking at the right time. The Packers are the real interesting one. I didn't realize that their schedule was so favorable and I think it all—it's just going to come down to Jordan Love consistency. I feel like he's—he's he's flashed some really, uh, really good ball lately, but it's just like sometimes he just does not show up. So I think it—it it all, really all comes down to him. I feel like if, for, in order for them to try to sneak into that spot and beat out the Vikings, I think.
0: Yeah, I like, I like don't want to keep the Vikings in, but being a game up with four games left, like that is still a big advantage. I. Don't know what the tiebreakers are if they've played each other again, but I mean, they're two and one in the division right now. They're six and three in the conference, which is which is great. Um, they're fascinating. I mean, this week is gonna be a big week for them at Cincinnati. Jake Browning's playing some really good football. That that Bengals defense is also playing good ball. I feel like they have some new life um for Cincinnati. They're gonna be interesting. Um that that Bengals defensive front, very underrated. Very. They got uh, Miles Murphy playing uh, some good ball in a, in a rotation now, too. I like to see him getting off. Um, I think top three, like we said, San Fran, Dallas, Detroit are in. Um, that four spot is just an absolute crap shoot. I don't know what their schedules are. I might change. I'm going to look at Atlanta's schedule real quick because – might have to just stick with uh stick with my team. What do the Falcons get? The Falcons get the Panthers, the Colts, the Bears and the Saints like are all kinda, 50-50 games. I mean <laughs> every game in the NFC South is 50-50 That's at so this true. point. Um I'm going to I'm going to stick with the Falcons and then obviously the Eagles are are locked into their spot. Um and then I'm going to say I'll say the Vikings and the Rams are those two last teams. Do you know
1: what your final prediction?
2: Ah, uh, I feel like I. I mean, it would be it would be sacrilegious to to abandon the uh, the Saints now.
1: Just, I mean, you may just go in order from one to seven. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, sure thing, right? Um, Niners, boys, Lions. I think the Saints win the South. I feel like I feel like they uh, give Cutlets a a tough time next week and get them rolling over to uh, squeaking out this division. Then, obviously, Eagles. Uh, I think Cowboys are going to uh, are going to retain that NFC East. Uh, I think they're just unstoppable now. I I I feel like they are. They look unconscious. Uh, What they did to the Eagles the other night was was nothing short of embarrassing. Honestly, for the Eagles, I it looked like. It legit looked like the Cowboys versus the Jets. Uh so good for them. Uh I'm gonna go Packers in the sixth spot. Have to ride with the dogs. I really want to go Seahawks, but sadly they uh they have a really tough schedule down the stretch. So I will go damn that last spot. It has to be spicy. I don't want to be a cookie cutter like Ray. And I'm not gonna be spicy. I think the Vikings Rams and the just have Rams.
1: Enough- That's cookie cutter.
2: Yeah. Um I I'll, I'll go Rams. I, I feel like that offensive that offensive power paired with paired with competent coaching and uh they still have Aaron Donald.
0: Um everybody still have the 49ers as their Super Bowl favorite.
1: Um Anderson. I think I think for them and the Cowboys it's going to be the NFC Championship game.
2: That's right. the, oh, maybe the, that's the, the, su- game, that's the, the Super Bowl. Nice Ray. Was, Ray is that your dark horse pick? Don't don't call me him. Don't call me him. <laughs> Is that your dark horse, bro? <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: Fuck you, Dean. So, um well,
2: well we're at a good we're at a good spot now where we could what are our Super Bowl picks of who's in the Super Bowl and then who wins the Super Bowl now now that it's been so long?
1: I think it's too early for that, but uh off the top of my head, I'll I'll go 49ers, Chiefs.
0: It's so hard for me to pick the Ravens. I'm gonna I mean, the I think the 49ers are just the class of the league right now. They're playing so well.
2: Um I'm gonna say the Ravens fucking. I'm gonna go 49ers. Believer
0: of the Ravens at the beginning of the season.
2: I'm gonna go 49ers, Browns. dog pound. It's That's not, not such a great the, It's not role. gonna be the Chiefs. I I have I'm the residential not uh Chiefs truther. I, I have been for many, for several years now. Obviously, I was extremely right. I, I'll i pat myself on the back one more time. Dean, you're the residential
0: truther of like half the teams in the
2: NFL. It's hard to call yourself like. No, 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 no. <laughs> half the teams that are the good ones. But, <laughs> dude, I always call out when I'm wrong about a team. I'm wrong about a team more than I'm right. Dean, but, I don't think I've ever heard you say you were wrong about something <laughs> in my entire life. What are you talking about? I do it all <laughs> the time. I do it all the time. All right. All right, fellas, you know, that was fun. This Chiefs- team blows, though. Jeez.
0: All right. That's it gonna wrap it up for us here. So Dude, Shut the fuck up. I'm wrapping up the pod.
2: Sign me out. Sign me that's out.
0: That's gonna wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Hopefully, you enjoyed our NFL news pod. Stay with us. More draft up coming up on the way. So stay locked in. We're gonna have mock drafts. We got big boards coming up. We got position rankings. We got rebuild the franchise. So stay with us. As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at two tackles with the number two. You can also find us on underdogpodcast.com and stick with us as we head towards this 2024 NFL draft. Fellas, appreciate you.